I'm so thankful for your advice. I love how intelligent and eloquent you are and still have love. You've given me some great guidance and direction, and now it's up to me to execute it. I feel a lot better just working through it. I thank you so, so much. I feel like you already are instilling more confidence in me that this is possible. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today is 28-year-old Lonnie, who wasn't particularly interested in 28-year-old James when they met. But upon showing her the kind of care and attention Lonnie had never before received from a man, she fell in love. Fast forward two years, and the two recently had a baby together, only to break up a month later. James has a son with another woman, and Lonnie wonders if that relationship is just healthy co-parenting, or if it's having an impact on her relationship with James. Lonnie wrestles with insecurity and feels a lot of regret. She wants to know how to do the emotional work that will keep James desiring her through whatever challenges arise, even if it's possible to rebuild the lost trust or if this relationship is doomed. Welcome, Lonnie. Hi, Coach. Thank you for having me. Yes, and I understand that you have your five-month-old with you as well? Yes, the baby is with me. Well... We will make provisions for that today because uh, I know that it has been difficult for you. You're a single mom of how many children? I have two children. And how old is the other child? He is five years old. I see. And he is, I assume, not James's child? No, he is not James' child. When did you meet James? I met James about two and a half years ago now. I met him at work. I see. And how did that transpire into you guys getting together? Tell us the story. So I met him at work. I I work in a restaurant as a waitress. And uh, he started working there um, as a line cook, which... To be honest, I had never even, like, seen him until he introduced himself to me because it's just the back of the house and I'm usually in the front. Very polite, like, a very nice man. Would always, like, say hello to me. I would say hi back. He just seemed, like, respectful to himself. Then he, as he would get more interested in me, he would try to speak to me more and we kind of, like, developed, like, a... A friendship at work but like I said I he never like struck me as a guy that I was like oh like I want to be with this person after him pursuing me and like seeing all the little details that like he would do for me I think that's when it started to develop into a crush and then it developed into more I see how long was that time span the time span of like him introducing himself to me and like even becoming friends was like about a month or two. And then when I knew that he was interested in me romantically, to us even like saying that we were in a talking stage took about another two to three months. 
of just like talking, but we had never done anything. Did you go on proper date or did it just morph from work to you guys hooking up or how did it actually transpire? So when I met him, I was dating. I was openly dating. I felt I had healed enough from my previous relationship. I had done some work on myself. I was feeling good. So meeting him originally, he wasn't my standard guy. Honestly, just working in a restaurant, like that wasn't the the man that I thought I wanted to be with, you know? So at first... We wouldn't hang out with each other, like, outside of work. So, no, there weren't, like, casual hangouts. I would see him at work. We wouldn't even talk much, just hello, goodbye, like, very civil. And then I think he ended up telling one of our mutual friends that he had a crush on me. So the friend let me know. And then that's kind of, like, what sparked the, like, on my side, like, oh, okay. And, like, I never was, like, unattracted to him or I didn't think that he was handsome. He just wasn't on my radar. When I found that out, then I was like, okay, like, maybe, like, we can, like, talk a little bit. And he was always active about pursuing me and asking me, like, to go on dates, but... I would just tell him, like, oh, like, I can't, like, I'm busy. Honestly, because I think the guys that I was talking to at the moment, I felt that I liked them more. So I never really gave him that attention, which I think in turn made him want to pursue me more. And eventually, as we did, um, I gave him my number, and we would text. He asked me if I could go on a date with him, and I did agree. And then we went on a proper date. He picked me up at my house. We went to dinner. He dropped me off at home. I didn't kiss him. And that's how it started. And take us from there. You dated for a while or what happened next? So then we went on the date. We continued to talk. But at the moment, I was talking to another guy and my friend, since, since James and I worked together, we were in the same social network. So my friends knew that I was talking to another man. And I actually, at one point, James was wanting more out of me or he was getting jealous about other situations. And so I was in a place in my life where I only wanted to date for fun. I wanted to meet guys. I wanted to go on nice dates, but I wasn't really trying anything serious. And James always, from the beginning, he wanted very serious with me. And I think that kind of scared me off a little bit. It was very intense for what I was ready for, what I was used to. So I actually sat him down, I think maybe a month after our first date. I sat him down and I told him that we had to take a break from us talking because I thought that he was getting too emotionally like involved with me and I wasn't ready to go there with him so once I told him that we actually um, stopped like romantic interactions for about another month okay so what was it like at work during that month when he wasn't pursuing you, were you texting back and forth? Was it friendly or was he put off? So I think that, that those moments were pivotal moments because 
from my experience, like men or boys will get very insecure or be how you said put off because you're choosing, for lack of a better term, you're choosing another man over them. But when I told James that, he agreed. We went our separate days. I was a little nervous to see him at work again because I didn't know what his reaction would be. But he remained to be a gentleman. He did back off, but he never disrespected me or treated me like I was less than or he just remained very polite and we weren't even texting back and forth. Like sometimes he would text me and we would text for a little bit throughout the day, but nothing of that sort. But he definitely never disrespected me or treated me badly. In that period of, I guess you can say I was confused about what I wanted. And so that made me look at him like he was like a real man that's not going to belittle or treat a woman differently just because she said she might not want to be with him. I think you called that right. It sounds very mature. So you fell in love and things started up again. Had you had sex prior to this month break? No, we hadn't. We have not. And that's also why he had, like when I said that he was wanting things out of me, I had told him while I was single, I was doing my healing work, I practiced celibacy. And so I practiced celibacy for about a little bit over a year, which a lot of people didn't believe, but it really was what what I was doing. So I started dating this other gentleman who was not James. I will call him John. And it somehow came up that I had been intimate with John and that upset James because he, he said, and I quote, um, I guess like James was trying harder to get me than this, this other man was, but I had given the other man more than I had given James. So after we had that conversation, that's when I had decided like, okay, like I think I need to put a break on this because it's starting to get messy. So no, James and I had not had any sex at that point. So take us to the point where you did make it fully romantic and sexual. So after I told him we had to take that that little break, and we did, and things with um, my other gentleman just fizzled out like naturally. It never was going to go anywhere. Because that had stopped, and I never lost interest in James. If anything, I gained more interest for him. During that time, when he and me and the other gentleman stopped talking, I don't recall exactly how it happened, but James and I started to talk again romantically. And then we still weren't having sex. We would go hang out after work sometimes, go get a drink, um, just us two, and we would kiss. Like, he would hold my hand, but we hadn't done it, like, physically. We hadn't taken it to that step. On Thanksgiving, my coworkers did, like, a little Thanksgiving dinner at a friend's house, and... That night, I ended up going back to James' place for the first time, and that is when we had sex. I would say that was about, like, four months in to everything, more or less. And that's about a year ago now, correct? Yeah, a little bit over a year. Mm -hmm. No, sorry, a little bit two years. It's going to be a little bit over two years. I've been dealing with James for about two and a half years. I see. Yeah. Okay. So you fell in love 
And it sounds like he was infatuated, at least from the beginning. Would you say that he fell in love too during your time together? Definitely. So what happened that you are now where you are? So we we were dating. We were fine. I will say that looking now in hindsight, I was not as healed as I thought that I was. I wasn't as ready as I thought that I was. So being in the relationship brought up a lot of things for me, a lot of triggers, especially with jealousy, which seems to be where I, it's like my downfall. It's like my biggest problem in relationships is I can be very jealous. And so I almost started to fight with him, not on purpose, without me knowing, like, I would start fights up on purpose. I'm not even sure why, really. And so he was always the one. He would chase me. He would he would do everything, everything, anytime, like, to get me back. But somehow, like, moving forward, like, during my pregnancy and after having the baby, I think I let a lot of, like, outside opinions maybe influence me. So it got to a point where, and you said something on a podcast I was listening to, you said you never wanted to break up. You just wanted things to be different. And I think I wanted things to be different, but I didn't know how to get what I wanted. And so we just had a lot of fights. And during that time, he fell out of love. I, I feel like he did. Was the falling out of love before or after the baby? After the baby. So it's been in the last five months that he's fallen out of love, you feel? Yes, definitely. How many breakups due to what you are saying is your jealousy happened prior to you getting pregnant or even during the pregnancy? We have had fights, but actual, actual breakups, even like through my pregnancy, not once during the relationship, there was one time that we got to a fight that led to a breakup that really seemed like it was over. And that was because of my jealousy. And then we made an agreement after we, we, we came back from that. We agreed that basically like no matter like how big the fight was or what we were going through, we weren't going to say that we were going to break up with each other unless we really meant it. When we got into a fight after the baby and I told him that I didn't want to be with him anymore, he took that very personally. And that's kind of how everything started to fall apart. And it begs the question, how did it come about that you had a baby together? Was there discussion about it? Was there decision-making about it? Or was it just something that happened? So a little bit of both. I can say that everything moved very fast in our relationship because he really wanted to be with me. And and I quote, he says that when he met me, he was captivated by me. So there was a lot of desire on his part. And so he made me fall in love with him through his actions, his kindness, taking care of me, etc. So and I started very much to fall in love with him. So I know that we were both very deeply in love with one another. It was very mutual. I have a son. He has a son from a previous relationship. We were having sex unprotected. So we did have some conversations where he expressed to me his desire to be with me forever, like for us to get married, for us to have kids. 
um, we said we wanted to have a daughter. So we did have conversations about it, and we knew that we weren't using protection, but also we weren't planning for it. But I feel like it was kind of said that we would have a baby together if, if it happened. So for the sake of listeners, tell me what you were thinking as to why if you already had a son with someone else and you weren't in a relationship with that man, why it happened that you felt this one would be different and you didn't insist on marriage in order to have another child? Honestly, because I didn't know what I know now. I didn't yeah, I didn't know what I know now. Now, looking back on it, I'm like, I absolutely had to ask for marriage or an engagement. I didn't know kind of, quote unquote, that's the right, that's the way you're supposed to do it. I just thought we're in love and we want to have a baby. And I think at that point, I really wasn't even thinking about I need to be married to somebody. It just, it seems like I'm kind of learning everything backwards as I'm going, I, I did know and I believe how strong his feelings were for me. And I guess I never doubted that like he would marry me or that he wouldn't want to marry me because I had a baby with him before. Does that make sense? Okay. It actually does make sense. I'm so appreciative of your honesty. It's fantastic. And I'm hearing something that I think you will appreciate hearing. And that is that there is a great possibility for you to get this back and have him back where he was before and as in love in a deep way. But there's a big if, a huge if. Having heard me before, what do you think I'm going to say the if is? I would say that it will either be if he's willing to get married or if I am able to do the work on myself. Bingo. The second one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You identified the issue, and I'm going to go through it with you and for everyone listening to really understand that you know all you need to know about you and what you do. Now you have to do the work to actually change it. And when you change it, he will feel safe again to be in a relationship with you. And that's when he can relax and be in love again. This is not easy, but it is fairly simple. You want to think of it as the love being dormant because of the circumstances and the relationship was not easy. It was fraught with drama and what he felt he could not fix. And he was right. He cannot fix your issue with jealousy. No other person can actually fix it. We think they can because if only they didn't look at other people. If only other people didn't look at them. If only they never talked to another woman. If only they lived their life as a hermit. That's impossible. Jealousy arises to the degree that we love someone, but it's within a realm of normal and out of control. And what you're saying is that you understand you have an issue with it. And that issue actually didn't start with him. He didn't create it and he can't fix it. But if you fix it, he can feel 
absolutely safe again and that he makes you happy. That's going to take work and commitment on your part. It's what I do with my clients because so many of us fall into exactly the kind of situation you are in whereby you didn't feel something from the beginning. The love is there on his part, but because of your programmed love experience, meaning what you experienced love to be and your programmed experience of it, meaning from when you were born to age seven, whereby you felt love to be not readily available, unsteady, maybe taken away from you at a moment's notice, you didn't feel valued enough, you didn't know and trust that your primary caregivers were going to be there, were going to never leave you, you didn't have that programmed experience that would keep you from feeling an inordinate amount of jealousy like you do. So you connote that real love is actually when you feel jealous. It's programmed in you. Yes. So it's what do you do now, correct? Correct. I'm going to outline that for you when we come back. And I want to hear what has happened first since the baby was born up until now to set about outlining for you just how you take the first steps in two ways. One, in what you do with him, and two, what you do to change this programming. Like I said, we'll do that in a moment. I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the life of love you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club yet, you need to be because now Make Him Wonder is exclusive, a members-only club to listen to every episode, past, present, and future, in full, all ad-free. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of seasons one, two, and three in a categorized list by age and relationship status, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, relationship evals, and my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a weekly action step you can focus on to attract and keep the man of your dreams and have him committing to you completely in the coming months. Make this the moment you start living as an 80-20 Wonder Woman, because love, like life, is best lived in 80-20. When you do 80% of what works with men, the 20% you don't won't much matter. Join the 8020 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. Don't miss out. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. You and your man will be glad you did. So we're back with 28-year-old Lonnie, who outlined very well for us what's going on in her situation with 28-year-old James and her new baby, who is actually with her as well. But I understand now, Lonnie, the baby's sleeping? Yes. Okay. So when we took the break, I said I would need to hear what has happened, how the breakup occurred, and the last few months leading up to today. Tell us about that. Okay, so I'll tell you how the breakup occurred. Basically, one day, it was a Wednesday, he is the manager of the restaurant that he works in, the kitchen. So I had, we were texting and I had asked him, what time will you be home? And he said, I might get out later tonight. 
and I questioned him, and I said, usually when you work on these days, you'll be home at least by, like, late afternoon. And then he messaged me back, and we were kind of messaging back and forth. And I guess I said something that in the moment, given the circumstances that we had been in, because, like, the energy had been feeling off already, really annoyed him, kind of, like, ticked him off. I said, like, do you promise? Like, basically, like, you promise you're telling me the truth. And that kind of, like, turned into a big thing. And he was like, well, like, why do I always have to promise you everything? And I was like, well, like, if you're not doing anything, why don't you just promise me and I can just shut up about it? And that we stopped texting. He came home that day because I will do this. I will get... I'm mad or I'm upset, but then I can kind of, like, get over that quickly and maybe I expect other people to be over it because I'm over it too. But just because I'm over something doesn't mean that the other person isn't going to feel a way about it. So I was ready for him to come home and, like, just be normal, but he was upset at me. So when he came home, he didn't say hi to me. So I felt ignored, and I know now that that's a big trigger for me to do something that I regret. So he didn't say hi to me. I'm mad again because he doesn't say hi to me. How could he be so rude? Then the evening progresses. I went to do some errands, and when I came home, he was playing his video game, which I know that he has it scheduled. Every Wednesday at 8 o'clock, he would play this game. So when I came home, I was annoyed that he was playing the game because he hadn't spoken to me. He hadn't said hello. He didn't ask me if I needed anything with the baby. So I was already mad. And like all this anger was just building in me throughout the day. So my ticking point was, and I know this is very immature now, but I heard another woman talking through the the microphone that they use when they're gaming. And I think I wanted like an excuse to start a fight almost. So I immediately was like, who are you talking to? Like, who's this girl? And like, I made a little bit of a scene about it. And then he got really upset and was like, wow, like, you're so ridiculous. Like, I don't even know who this girl is. And then I start accusing him of things and telling him that he's sketchy. And then he tells me, and I quote, if you're not going to trust me, this is never going to work. And because I was so mad, I told them, yes, you're right, and I am done. And when I said that, I immediately felt that I had just made a big mistake because I broke our rule, which is that no matter what, we're never going to say that we're done with each other. And so I crossed that line. So I'm the one that got us to break up, and that's not even what I really wanted. And how long ago was this? It is about four months going on five months now. So this was really soon after the baby's birth. It was one month after. You were living together? We were living together, but we were living with my family, my mother, and that played a big part in me feeling that I was unhappy. But I think I was letting other people influence me, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what happened after that when you said, I'm done? He got on his 
thing. He told his friends, I'm not playing tonight. And he went upstairs to our bedroom and I stayed downstairs. And I calmed down and I went upstairs. He was on his phone and me, I wanted to, I wanted him to chase me or I guess I, I was ready for the usual dynamic that we had, but this time it was different because I knew he was really mad at me. He wouldn't look me in the eye. Like he wouldn't talk to me. And just like it's something, it was like a switch. And just ever since I said that the days after, it was this complete different version of him that I had never seen him treat me with almost with like disdain or like he just was so tired of me. And obviously I had just had a baby. So I was very emotional, even too emotional, which was a lot. And this is a cautionary tale for anyone. It's normal to be emotional. Your body just went through an unbelievable thing, unbelievable time, and was tested in ways that are very significant. And yes, it's a very tender time, and it is the most vulnerable time of a woman's life, for sure. And that is why we make sure to have an ironclad relationship whereby the man takes us on as his one and only by his decision and his formal and public commitment. Now you know that. So this, I'm sure, weighs heavily on you, Lonnie. Yes, a lot. And I give you a lot of credit for doing this today. But the truth sets you free and you're discovering it, that's wonderful. It's a good place to be. And as I said, if you do this and make these changes in yourself, first and foremost, you can perhaps have him back. So it's been five months. Did he leave your home? You're no longer living together. What's going on? Yes. So I think it's important to say this for context. He was still, right after we got into the fight, obviously, we were still living together. I kind of thought that it was a fight and we would talk about it and we would be together. But the next few days when I was like, are you ready to talk? He was very firm on we don't work together and we've been through this too many times. And I was like, what do you mean? We just had a baby. Like, we're going to be okay. And he even went as far as to tell me that he wasn't in love with me anymore. So we were in that area and I would ask him, is there somebody else that you're talking to? Because this seems very sudden to me that we've been so in love and out of nowhere, like you're telling me from one day to the other, we can just be done. It doesn't seem right to me. So that made my jealousy get even worse. It took a really big impact on my mental health, but I do need to say that there was one night that he got home late and I went through his phone and I did see that he had been sexing another woman. So never while we were together in our relationship, but that day that like we broke up a few days after that, he started to have inappropriate conversations with somebody else. And so I guess that just explained to me why it was so easy maybe for him to like emotionally just kind of turn off because he had found another outlet or something else to distract himself from what we were going through because he really didn't want to deal with it at all. When I saw that, I at that point told him, you need to find somewhere else to live because 
this is disrespectful and I'm not going to tolerate it and I need to take care of my mental health so we can't live together. My hope was that we would come back together and he would never want to leave. I didn't want him to leave at any point. But when we got to that point, I was, I have nowhere else to go with this. Like we can't be together. So I asked him to leave. He went to stay at his friend's for a while and he recently got his his own place but even when I had told him he had to leave he wanted to go and stay at his son's mother's mother's house because he said that she was an older lady and that she would probably let him stay with him rent free for a few months while he got on his feet I told him that was really disrespectful and inappropriate for him to be staying at his ex-partner's mother's house and that I really wasn't gonna like that so then that's when he decided to move forward and stay at his friend's house until he was able to get his own place. Okay, so I'm going to take us all back a little bit because there's something very important you need to hear and know. This is a great example of a man making a decision and the differences between us as men and women that women relate via their emotions, men relate via their decisions. And when you said what you said about being done, right then and there, he made a decision. And pushing a man off of his decision takes great change in us, in the experience of the relationship for him, and time. Let me ask you something, Alani. Now, looking back on it, do you actually think there was anything going on with the woman that you overheard in the gaming that night when you said, I'm done? No, absolutely not. I don't even think he's had even ever spoken to that woman prior to that night. So you can see and know again, what I said was true, that this has everything to do with you and nothing to do with him. I can, I can see that and I do see that. And I know that I don't want to take all the blame for it because I know that there's things that he has done that are not right. But yes, it ultimately like came down to me and me not being able to control my emotions is what started everything off into that downward path. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because we as the woman in the scenario must be in total control and we must take 100% responsibility because here's what I can tell you. Living together, having a baby, unfortunately, that is is not commitment for the man. And that may sound absurd because from our vantage point, how much more commitment could you have than living with someone and having a baby with them? But I just gave you the why, which is women live from their emotions. Men live from their decisions. And he did not make a decision truly about any of it. Meaning he never made the decision, let's have a baby. You didn't show him, I require being chosen as the one via a formal public commitment. And only then will I put myself in the position of being vulnerable enough to have a baby with you. So you can see that he did make a decision to be out, but he never made the decision to be all in. You were thinking, well, it's not all my fault. He went along. We were just having a relationship. But there is nothing of just 
in a relationship with a man. We must know and do what guides him to doing right by us, always first foremost. And that makes it that we must be right with us and not be relating from our programming. And you were relating from your programming of what love feels like, your experience of love. When we are compelled to do something and when we act out, when we get triggered, that's our programming. And you have been programmed, I don't know what happened to you in your earliest life, but you've been programmed to believe that love is not safe. You will be discarded. There will be something else that comes along that takes takes your love interest or interests away from you, meaning your parents, away from you. It's not rational, may not even be what happened, but it's your unique, individual, programmed experience of what love is. So you will continue to find men to live that out until you change it. And once you change it, that's the good news, is you will be able to relate to him from a place whereby you will inspire him to have the feelings again. Then you will show him, but I will not accept anything less than being chosen as the one and you making a formal decision about it and us being married. I understand. I had a question regarding his previous relationship. Like I said, he does have a three-year-old son with somebody else. And I sometimes, it has been a problem in our relationship where he says that it's just healthy co-parenting. And so I tell him, well, at a certain point, like, you need to have boundaries. And I know that him and his son's mother, he did propose to her and they did get married. They were married. So I guess it makes me, before I really wasn't thinking about this, right? I didn't know what I didn't know until I knew it. So now knowing what I do know and the fact that he did make that public formal commitment to her and that didn't work out, they did separate, they, they did get divorced. So I, I guess, and this could be my insecurity, my jealousy, I wonder, is that because he loves her more than he loves me? Or also is he gonna be too afraid to make that leap with me also even though I will say that since he has left I really took it upon myself to do the work on me and knowing what I know from listening to you I understood that I had to show him in action and he has told me that he has seen like my growth and how far I have come. It guess it just makes me wonder, will he be able to go that step? Am I able to inspire that from him? Or also does it even count? Because he did get married to his son's mother. He did do the whole formal thing and it still didn't work out. If did, did that make sense? How long has he been divorced? So when I met him that we went on our first date. He told me, he said, I need to tell you something. I technically am still married. We are separated. And I think that that's also a reason. I wasn't that into him at that point. So I was like, okay, like, thank you for telling me. But, you know, you don't really have to tell me anything. And he told me, well, I wanted to be honest with you because I really care about you. I see a future with you. And then as our feelings started to develop, that he 
would tell me, like, you're, you're my girlfriend, I would tell him, no, I'm not your girlfriend because you can't have a girlfriend and a wife at the same time. And so he then started the process for them to get divorced legally, and that took a couple of months. So when we started dating, he was separated from her, but they were still married. So the question is, are they divorced? Yes, they are divorced. They got divorced about four months into us dating officially. They signed the paperwork. He had no problem. Um, I would get, I guess, yeah, because of my jealousy, I would wonder what her intentions were or what her feelings were because I'm a woman. I know how sensitive we are. And so I wondered why she never, like, started the motion for them to get divorced if she was already dating someone. And he was already dating people, and I thought maybe that was her, like, keeping that open. And I can see that from a woman's perspective. I don't think that you get married just for fun, you know? Like, she, she took that seriously, so that makes me overthink a lot. But they are, they are divorced. And we're going to take a step back here because, again, you're going to something else, somebody else, and more towards your jealousy rather than you are the operant power, you can change this. He's already stating that he's seeing the change in you. And if you continue to do this, what I'm hearing that's very strong, he got a divorce. He was very infatuated with you. You did it correctly in terms of allowing his pursuit. And through that pursuit is how he fell so deeply for you. The most important thing in this scenario is you totally changing and becoming a worthy opponent. Again, when I say again, it's because that's who he feels he met in the beginning. He felt you were a worthy opponent in the beginning. You didn't much care what game he was playing, meaning like a sports analogy. You stuck to what you needed to do, your life. You weren't all up in his business. You didn't show signs of insecurity, jealousy, etc. So that's why he fell so hard. You can be that again, but really be it. And that's when he will feel it and be drawn to you like a magnet. Now, what's going to be happening in your subconscious mind is, well, how long is that going to take? He's going to find somebody else in the meantime. It's not in my present reality, so it can't be true. He's going to find somebody else. Does that about sum it up? Yes, that's what I'm scared of, that the, in, in the phase, in the time, and the not having the official commitment, it just seems like there's space then for somebody else to come. And yeah, you said it right as it is. And I know that I need to become a worthy opponent again. And that's what I want to be. And I think I'm in a situation where I don't know how to like get myself back into that position. I tried to do the no contact, but it just wasn't very, it wasn't going to work because we have a newborn baby. So I'm obviously, he's very much involved with his daughter. So I didn't know how to go cold contact without being immature or it affecting the baby. But I do see that when I do give him his space, when I'm not all up in his business, when I don't text him the whole day, he comes to me. And I really like that because that's what I'm used to. And that's what I like. I like knowing that he's dealing with me because he wants to, not because I'm nagging and berating him and making him. Yes. And this is going to take work. 
your commitment to the work and never wavering from it. That never wavering implies that there has to be significant and solid change in you. But I'm hearing everything I need to hear whereby you can do it because you're starting to get it. You have insight. He sounds like a good possibility, but there can be not one ounce of urgency here on your part, meaning you have to live in the state of knowing that you will have it. It is yours. He is going to be your husband and the father of your children in your home. You're going to be married. You're going to have a beautiful life together. You have to know that like you know your name and you have to live in that space and that mindset that you have it. That's on the one side of things. That's on the manifesting side and the self-concept side. The self-concept is whereby you are working to change your programming with sleep meditations, affirmations, filling your mind, your mental diet with the things that we know work to allow you to feel trusting that you are chosen, that you are honored, that you are valuable, that you are lovable, and you will not be abandoned. Well, that takes some work, sure, but you can do it. I'm hearing that you can. And then on the flip side, you need to be showing him. Wondering what I'm going to tell Lonnie she needs to do behaviorally with James so that he can trust her and begin to see her again as his one In the rest of this episode, I outline exactly what Lonnie needs to understand about James's need to feel safe from her fluctuating emotions and that he feels he has the ability to make her happy. And because I want you to get the results you desire with your current or future Mr. Right, I invite you to check out the 8020 Wonder Club, where you can hear the rest of this episode with Lonnie and so much more. The 8020 Wonder Club is an exclusive membership-only club of the Make Him Wonder podcast where you'll get over 150 ad-free episodes categorized by age and relationship status, plus all new episodes the moment they're formatted and ready to be aired. Unfiltered coaching conversations like this one with all my advice and principles to have you succeeding in your romantic life. The 8020 Wonder Club includes my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a weekly video series of mindset and mechanics practices for you to focus on each and every week. Join the club monthly monthly and cancel at any time, or save by committing to a 6- or 12-month membership. And not only will you save by committing to more, you'll receive a full coaching intensive experience where you'll be talking to me in a conversation like you just heard. You choose the date anytime during your 12-month membership, and I'll be answering all your questions on getting what you desire and deserve in your romantic life. Don't miss out on how to make your man wonder in the right way to have the divine right results you you deserve in your relationship, or how to start dating in a way that guides a potential Mr. Right to do right by you. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club so you can hear exactly what I tell Lonnie she must do to set the stage for James to see her as his dream girl once again, so they can have the relationship she desires and the happy family she deserves. That's T-H-E 8020wonder.club. You and your love will be glad you did.